Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team from baseball's top personalities the hall of famer one of the great tv broadcasters bob casas is here on a's cast live to the a's legendary players five-time major league baseball home run champ mark mcguire is with us here you never know what stories you're going to hear you think about her lunch and run with our shirts off <laughs> <laughs> you would say this is a's unfiltered with chris townsend Time now for another edition of A's Unfiltered. Oh, you're going to love this one, folks. We got the great one, the A's Hall of Famer, Dave Stewart. New York Met, former A, Mark Canna, and a World Series champion with the Athletics and a former coach for the Angels, Mike Gallego. But first, Dave Stewart, four straight years of winning 20 games, a three-time World Series champion. You see him on NBC Sports California doing A's pre- and post-game live. Here is the great Dave Stewart. Dave Stewart, A's Hall of Famer, and now retired number 34 forever with the Oakland Athletics, joins us here on A's Cast Live. And, Stu, I got to tell you, Sunday, it was just special in so many different ways. Uh, and, I, and I talked about how everybody's going to see it differently. Just for me, honoring you is like honoring baseball in Oakland and it was like honoring the 1989 team with Tony's unbelievable speech. Just what was the day like? Um, to try to find words for what I felt and what the day was like, I, I don't think I have them. Uh, to describe it, um, it was a dream come true, obviously, for me. Um, uh, uh, I, I never thought I'd see the day that I'd be um, be honored in that way by um, by the Oakland A's or baseball in general, and so just an unbelievable experience. And, and I'm still trying to 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 get a grasp on exactly what it is that I'm feeling and the emotion that I'm that I'm feeling. Yeah, I can see that. Like it may take a long time, but I just hope you know from us looking down at you guys. It was magical. It was absolutely magical. And if you're somebody who's an Oakland A's fan and you grew up with that team and grew up with those players, I just, I just, wow. You, 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 I, I don't think you could script it any better. It was just that good. Well, definitely we, we had, um, you know, we had a, a nice group of people there. That's for sure. My old teammates, my manager, um, Sandy Alderson, Walter, Haas, Wally Haas, 
Um, and, and even later on, I, I saw uh, I saw Mr. Fisher there. And then obviously at the beginning of the day, Dave Cabell was, was, was uh, on the field as well. And so you can't ask for a better group of people, family, friends, fans, extended family. Um, it, it was just a great day. You know, when Tony got up and started talking about your old teammates, guys that couldn't be there, coaches, and unfortunately the players who are no longer with us, I, I just got the sense like, wow, this is this is like Dave Stewart honoring Dave, honoring the city of Oakland, baseball in Oakland, and like honoring the 89 team all in one. What was it like for you when Tony got up there and he talked about your, your old teammates and the 89 team? It's crazy because um, you know, when I immediately think about our 89 team, uh, he mentioned three names that aren't here, physically aren't here, which is that's Dave Henderson, uh, Tony Phillips, and Bob Welch. Um, and those guys all happen to be close, close friends and close relationships to me and my family. And so um, and I immediately started thinking about them. And then, you know, when you got Gene Nelson and Kurt Young, Mike Moore, uh, Ron Darling, you know, the group of, of players that weren't there, Dave Parker, um, you know, it, it just brings back uh, the memories of of more what we did inside the clubhouse. And quite frankly, we were great teammates and we did a lot of things away from the ballpark together, which I, I think put everything in the right place to be successful on the field. I, I played with some great guys. You know, I think about your legacy in baseball, and I've talked about it with you, whether we've done it here on this show or we've done it doing uh, NBC Sports California, where, you know, it's Dave Stewart, the player, Dave Stewart, the coach, Dave Stewart, the executive. But it's not over for you. The journey continues to go. I mean, you still, you know – the agency with the family, you represent a lot of players. You've you've done everything but be an owner. Well, now that's going to change. I mean, a lot of people may not know if they haven't seen articles, probably hasn't been covered enough. You're in Nashville now. Tell everybody what the next step in your baseball journey is. Well, I'd like it for I'd like for it to be uh, an owner. I'd like to be an owner of a major league baseball franchise. You know, here in Nashville, um, we've got an opportunity to do that. This is probably the number one city for expansion, which that's what we're looking at, expansion baseball. Of course, the A's have to to settle their problems with a facility in Tampa as well. But once those two ballparks have facilities, um, then Major League Baseball is going to go to a two-team expansion. And we hope to be... Um, the city for expansion and obviously I hope to be the owner of that franchise when it comes to Nashville. I mean, it will, will be a historic moment. Um, there's never been black ownership in major league baseball, full black ownership in baseball. Um, and then the name Nashville stars, which is a name that we took from an old Negro league team that played here in Nashville in the forties and the fifties, that name will be the name of, a major league baseball team, which once again, uh, naming a major league team after a Negro league team, that's never happened in the game of baseball. And um, that's where we want to go with this. 
it is my intent to be an owner in a, of a major league team um, sometime soon. Yeah, you think about big dreams. I mean, winning the World Series and being an all-star and being all of that, but being an owner and now having it in front of you. I'm super excited for you, Dave, and I just think about the plans and everything that you have going there, that you're going to have an entertainment venue and you're going to have that thing sold out throughout the year, and whether it's Garth Brooks or whoever it is, the people you're going to do business, you're helping out Tennessee State. I mean, this is a monster, monster project that I could see how every day you get up and this is just like one of the coolest things that could ever happen to you in your life. Well, it helps you get it, that's for sure. And you mentioned it, though. We're doing it in, uh, doing it as part of an historical black college and university, uh, TSU, which um, we've been able to put together an MOU at this time that will pretty short-term turn, turn into a 99-year lease, uh, which will then uh, lead to a major uh, mixed-use development. Um, the football the football stadium is needed at TSU, along with other things that, um, you know, when you're 100-year-plus college, there are a lot of things that are needed in this day and time that we have partnered with the college to do. But the North Nashville area is an area that's been left out, similar to East Oakland. And... Um, you know, we plan to, to, to bring economic development here to create opportunities, uh, employment opportunities, to give kind of a facelift to the uh, North Nashville area. How much everything that you've done to this point, as I just mentioned all, I mean, I basically just mentioned your resume, right? Everything you've done from agent, front office, player, coach, you've done it all. How much are you utilizing that to help you with where you are now? Well, I do know this because I've been in every aspect of the game. I mean, the only thing I haven't done is manage a baseball team. Um, I think that the commissioner looks at that um, favorably. Um, my knowledge in the game, you know, being a part of the inner workings of how a baseball team works, you know, attending owners' meetings, general managers' meetings, winter meetings, all of that, I think, has prepared me for this period of time. Yeah, it's going to be unreal. And I know there's we're, we're all waiting, and that's unfortunate. Is that, is, that, is that just the toughest part about, about knowing what this can be, what it will be, but you do have to wait, you have to have patience? That is the, that is the difficult part. Uh, you know, it's going to be – you know, probably a three or four year process before we even get the opportunity to be called a baseball organization. And But in the meantime, we will be doing good things, great things in the city of Nashville, North Nashville for the college, as well as the surrounding areas. You know, when I think about what you're doing now back here, you know, I wh whether it's Brody Brazil or myself and we're sitting with you doing TV, how nice has it been to kind of reconnect that way with the fan base where we get to see on TV every day, breaking down the team and the organization you love? Tony, you know, I, I like talking baseball. You and I, we've sat around, we've talked baseball. We've talked different aspects of baseball. Um, and, and But the, the great thing for me is having a fan come to me and say, 
man, we really appreciate what you talk about on television and you give us a better understanding of the game. And, you know, you and Brody, you guys look like you have a great time when you're doing it. You know, we're in a period of time when the team's not playing very well, but it's entertaining to watch you guys. and It doesn't make it so bad. Those are the things that make the job worthwhile for me, having that opportunity, one, to kind of put you in my front room and talk about the sport that I love, that I'm in love with and have been in love with for over 46 years. That is the, the, the good part of, of everything that I do there at NBC with you and Brody and Shooty and, and, and Bip. It's just great being a part of, of, of the NBC family. Yeah, and you even had great banter leaving the studio at Giants fans as you leave in San Francisco. <laughs> you know, there's a, you know, we, uh, our, our, my home when I'm in town is a place called the Hotel Via. And walking from the hotel to the studio, there's a couple of spots on the corner, eating places and drinking places. And the Giants are in town right now. So if I was working at this moment, I'd have to walk past those fans, and man, we have a good back and forth. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're actually classic stories. Uh, you hey, know, Stuart, hey Stewart, what about those eggs? Not doing so good now, are you? <laughs> but they always know you got them on eighty-nine. Yeah, well then you know their comeback is well. What about all the years we did it? <laughs> so, so there's some good back and forth, but. You know, whether you want to or not, I'm a, I'm a kid that grew up on both sides of the Bay watching baseball. My first team was the Giants. My last team was the A's, and I played for the A's. And so, you know, I'm a Bay Area fan. Well, I, and, and, you know, being from Oakland, and I, and I know whether we talked to Ricky about this or Bip Roberts or, or anybody who grew up in the city, I know how important it is for you to have the organization get its stadium. Just talk about how important it is to, to not only for your business venture, you need the A's to be healthy for Nashville to work, but also for your heart and your love, you need the A's to work here in Oakland. Well, Tony, once again, this is another topic you and I talked about. I don't think that the city understands, and when I say the city, the city council is where this thing is sitting once again. I don't think that they understand the benefit of a $12 billion development in downtown Oakland at Howard Terminal. Um, how good this is going to be for the city, the revenues that will be created by this development, um, the ability to, to, to put Oakland back on the map, um, the ability to have people come across the bridge to this side of the bay. For that matter, to fly into Oakland, and stay in Oakland versus flying into Oakland and going across the bridge to find everything that you want to do for entertainment and meals across the bridge. This is a tremendous project. It benefits the Bay Area. It's going to create revenue and jobs for the Bay Area. I just don't know how you missed the boat on that. Yeah, you know the insight that a lot of us don't know, and that's why I think it's big when you talk about it because you're trying to do it in Nashville. You want it to get done in Oakland, so I think it's very powerful. And I I think one of the things in the ceremony, we just talked to Bob Kendrick about this, that really came a, across. I know all these years that you've done stuff for your community, 
you're not doing it for recognition. You're not doing it for someone to pat you on the back. You're doing it because you care and because you got a big heart. What did it mean to you, though, that we talked everything about how great you were as a player, but we always, you know, there was a lot of mention of who you are as a man and what you've done for people off the field. How much did that mean to you? Well, it means a lot. Um, you know, I received a lot as a young man growing up in the Bay Area. Um, you know, being a part of the boys club, which is now the boys and girls club, you know, playing Little League Baseball, the Greenman's Field, the Royal Viejo Park, Bushrod, Fruitvale Field, Washington Park, San Leandro Ballpark. I can name all of the baseball parks that I played at in this Bay Area and across the Bay for that matter. I played Pop Warner football um, at Fruitvale, was our home field. Um, I played ONBL basketball. I mean, we played at Royal Viejo Ballpark. We played at Greenman's Field. We played, we played in so many different places if not for those opportunities, I quite frankly have no idea if I'd even be sitting here talking to you about anything other than street life and jail life. Those things kept me out of trouble. And so my piece back to the city of Oakland has been to be a good servant to the city and good be, be a good servant to the people of Oakland, California. Well, let's just end on this, and I'm going to be totally honest because some people have asked me what it's like working with you, and it's kind of like the experience that I had when I was with the Raiders and working with Brent Musburger. You're like working with legends, right? Guys, I mean, Brent Musburger's done every big event. My God, and I say about you, I'm like, it's Dave Stewart. I mean, literally, like, I'm in high school, and you're the big game pitcher. You're the World Series champion. I was a pitcher like Dave Stewart. It is like I try and tell people all the time. It's like it's hard to believe. It's like one of your idols, and now you got to act cool and like you're doing TV and everything. But it's still like I'm working with Dave Stewart. Stu, it's a big deal to work with you. I hope you know that. You know we have a good time, Tony. That's for sure. When when you when when Brody's not there, let's put it like this: I don't miss him. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, too, about someone like Brody, who grew up in Castro Valley right down the street. I mean, he idolized you guys so much. So for all of us to work with you guys, it's something. Oh, no, by the way, I wish we could get more Mark McGuire. You saw the ovation he got. This fan base loves him. I wish we could. I, the fan base would love to have him around more. How nice was it when he stood up and got that big ovation? You know, I, I told Mac to his face um, Saturday night at the roast. Um, I said it in front of a, a nice crowd of people, over 150 people in the venue, probably closer to 200 people. And I said it to his face. I said it in front of those people. Mark McGuire was, in my opinion, one of the best teammates um, that I've ever had. A gentleman, um, when he was young in the game, he was quiet. He listened. He learned his lessons. And then when baseball needed him at, at its best, at its most, in the, after the 1994 strike season, he and Sammy Sosa brought this game back. They brought fans in the ballpark. They brought the cheers that were missing after the strike. Having Mark as a part of this organization, I think is a must in some form of fashion. Having him around the ballpark, I think is a must in some form of fashion. He is a part of the Oakland A's history and he's a part of the Oakland A family. And I know Tony just being there, what that meant for you, because we had no idea, you know, a week ago we had no idea. Well, I did, but he, he kept telling me he was going to be there. 
Um, and we had a quiet moment for about a two day period. So I wasn't sure. Um, but when he showed up at the roast, um, it was it was just so meaningful. It actually brought tears to my eyes. Yeah, very special. His speech was so special. You, you, you're an A's icon. You're a baseball icon. You know, we wish you nothing but the best with everything you got going in Nashville right now. And one of the greatest things is that you'll live forever. You're number 34, retired, and you'll live forever with the Oakland Athletics. I know how much that means in your heart. It is. It, it's 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 the icing on the cake. Um, you know, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be able to walk into that stadium sometime soon, probably in the next week. And it's it's a totally different feel when you know you can look up and you can see that 34 retired with my name on it. Raleigh Fingers carried that number very very well, and I was honored that he would allow me to wear that number even after it had been retired. Um, but now it's 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 retired for good. No one else will ever wear that number. And I'm, I'm just really, really proud of, of the opportunity to, to walk in a place that's been home for me and know that I'll be here, a part of this organization forever. Thank you so much for the time. You be well in Nashville. We'll see you soon. Okay, Tommy, take care. Thanks for having me on. Stu, I got to tell you, I love doing TV with that man. You learn so much. Mark Hanna, a Bay Area guy, grew up in San Jose, went to Bellarmine Prep, then went to college at Cal. And then, of course, was a terrific Oakland Athletic, now a New York Mets. When the Mets came to town, you knew we had to get Mark Canna on the program. Well, it is great to see you. Great to have you back. I know it means a lot for you to come back, but just uh, catching up with you. How's the family? How's the kids? How, how are they growing? They're great. They're um, they're enjoying New York and, and everything it has to offer, and um, they like cheering for the Mets and going to City Field. Oh, I bet. And things got to be great for you, the way you guys have been playing this year. Just how much fun has it been, the adjustment to New York, and how the Mets have been doing? It's been a lot of fun. It's um, very different than than the Bay Area and what I'm used to, and, and that's kind of what I wanted for myself and for my family was just a completely different uh, experience, and a fun new experience, and, and that's exactly what it's been. And um, and um, I was lucky to land with a great organization. It's been amazing for me. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize until you actually live it, you breathe it, and you play it every day, playing in a major market like New York. And with the Mets being so good, obviously with the Yankees there, just the difference of all the different places that you've played versus playing in New York. Yeah, yeah, it's wild. It's... it's um... I said when I signed, I, I wanted a big stage and, and um, just for myself, just to see if I could do it and to see if I could thrive under that um, atmosphere. And 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 I'm, uh, I'm proud of the decision I made and I'm very happy with it. I'm at peace with it. And um, of course, I miss the Bay Area and it's great to be back, but um, but I'm but I'm loving this new chapter. You know, it happened, I can't remember, it was like a Fox Saturday game where you got mic'd up your DH in that day, and I know you've done New York. It's like, you finally have gotten your true chance to show your personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I mean, you know me. I, I like to let it all hang out, and um, and they, I think, you know, New York embraces that. I think they appreciate players showing who they are, and, and they, you know letting it all hang out they love 
to see the, the different personalities and, and they're very much fans of, of the individuals as much as they are the team. You know, Chris Bassett just walked by. Obviously, he's pitching today, so we're not going to talk to him. We'll talk to him tomorrow. Did it help going with some A's? Marte, you, Sandy Alderson's already there. Did that help? Yeah, for sure. I mean, Sandy, the, my, I had a good relationship with Sandy from, from his time here. And um, that was one of the, the factors that brought me over there. And then after I showed, you know, Marte signed shortly after me. And, and then Bass came right before spring training. And um, it's been cool. It definitely made the transition a little bit uh, smooth, smoother. You know, one thing we've always talked about, what's was so special about your time here, you know, you come here as a Rule 5 player, and next thing you look up, and you and Marcus are the longest tenured guys as A's players, and you're both Bay Area kids, you both went to Cal, you went to Bellarmine, you're from San Jose. That was a special time for you being a local product and with everybody that you grew up being around you. Absolutely, and and um, I, I cherish my time here. It was wonderful in every aspect and coming back is great it, it i took the bard in today and just to get here a little bit early and um i'm crossing that bridge walking in the coliseum and i just couldn't get the smile off my face it was just um this place playing here and playing for this organization was a special special time in my life that that i'll always have very fond memories of yeah, when you think of those fond memories, there was a lot of big games. And who have ever would have thought that you'd be playing center field for the A's in these huge games? And you think about your relationship with Bob Melvin and all those players. Obviously, it's all gone. Things have changed. But truly, what was it like walking in here when you first walked out on the field? What were your first thoughts? It's just so funny to me that, like, how comfortable I am here. It just it feels like home you know like I, I, I when I came in I walked through the home side and just went straight into the A's clubhouse and, and said hi to all the guys and just like I miss it you know I, I I love New York and I love my new team and and everything but the I'll always uh have a special place in my heart for for Oakland and for for this place you know it's um there's just this comfortability this this uh I don't know, this intimacy that I, I just love about this place. Yeah, you're always going to be known as a great A. There's no question about that. But back to the Mets and what you're trying to do now. And it's tough because you've got the Braves right there. They, they're not going away. This is a stretch. Like, you got to win these games, and you've got a big battle coming up against the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, we got uh, coming down to the wire here. I think it's just going to be a grind till the absolute end, and, and it's – both teams know, you know, you got to fight tooth and nail for every game here so we can try to win this division. And um, that's what it, it's been that way for the past. We've been doing it for the past couple months. So it's it's been a, a grind and, and we're fighting every day, even though we've already clinched, but it, it doesn't feel like there's any sort of breathing room. You know, it's we got to fight till the end so we can win this division when you're playing behind like the next three guys when you're looking at bassett degrom scherzer do you ever sit back there and go my god our starting pitching yeah it's 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 pretty darn good and the other the other two aren't are no slackers either with uh taiwan walker and and cookie carrasco but um yeah i mean we 
we have a great team. There's no denying it. And I think, um, you know, I used to hear it when I was here, actually, in those 18, 19 years, you know, how special this is a special team. And that's what I'm hearing in New York of people who have been rooting for the fans for lots of years. They say that this Mets team is special and, and you can uh, you can feel it. You know, we have on paper the potential to to do special things. Now, playing in New York is special, but playing at the same time where both teams are looking to win the World Series. What has that been like? And, of course, Aaron Judge is going for the American League record, the Yankee yeah. record. I'm sure you guys hear a lot about that, too. Yeah, there's a lot going on. It's it's uh, New York is buzzing right now. It's a, it's a baseball town right now, and um, it's it's fun. It makes, it makes coming to the ballpark a lot of fun. There's a lot of excitement when you show up every day, and like a packed house every night it's it's crazy it's it's um it's something and that's that's what i signed up for it's exactly what i what i hoped for so i'm i'm so glad it's it's worked out for us this year well i've unfortunately had to do a lot of these this year matt chapman came to town matt olson came to town we just did one with liam Hendricks. but with you you know where i live in san jose where you grew up it was always special highlighting you knowing where you came from and i still run into people who are friends with your parents uh but we're always going to root for you we're always going to think of you as, as a great a and with all the a's influence here with the new york mets we're always we're going to be rooting for you guys down the stretch and in the postseason good luck to you and hopefully you can come away with that ring well thank you thanks chris it's great to be back and great to see you and and everybody here it's it's uh i don't take this lightly this is a big weekend for me This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. He will always be a terrific A. Speaking of a terrific A, a World Series champion with the A's had such great success. A former A's coach was a coach for the Angels. He's one of our all-time favorites. He's a fan favorite, Mike Gallego. Gags, get over here. He is one of our all-time favorites. Thank you, Dallas. That is a uh, great thing telling, uh, seeing what Stephen Vogt means to this club and obviously honoring him uh, tomorrow means so much. And our next guest, uh, he means a lot, no doubt. As, you know, I was thinking about, I was thinking about you when Stu was getting honored. It was such a magical day when they're retiring his jersey because it became more than just honoring Dave Stewart as you had your guy Skipper out here, Tony La Russa. Uh, you had Eck. You, you had a Big Mac showed up. Carney was here. Steiny was here. And it was like a celebration because I think when you honor Dave Stewart, you're honoring Oakland baseball, and I think you're honoring the 89 team. It was a special day. I wish you would have been here. I always miss the good parties. I don't know what <laughs> what, what the deal is with that. They, I, I got some of these guys don't have to work anymore. I still have to work to, pay, to put food on the table, you know. So, um, yeah, I, you know, being a part of that whole uh, uh, 
timetable. Uh, it's nothing but good memories. And uh, to hear those names, um, it really makes you proud to say you were in Oakland A. You know, you, you, you wore the green and gold. It's something that, uh, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, you feel like I've always been part of this family and yeah. I always will be. You know, every time I come back, I get such a, a great greeting from, you know, the, the, the workers, the security guards, the, uh, you know, the clubhouse guys, and then the fans. Every once in a while you get a little spattering of uh, the fans saying welcome home. You know, and, and uh, it really makes you feel good and, and, you know, definitely be proud of that that uh, era that uh, we were, you know, brought to the, the city of Oakland. And, and uh, it was exciting times for all of us. And uh, it's something that, um, you know, uh, we're all blessed to say that we were a part of those teams. Well, and, and I just, you know, you can talk about the, the three straight World Series, but when you really look at the team that won in 89, and because of the earthquake, you don't have the parade. You don't have what a lot of teams. I think about, you know, you guys are down in Southern California. You think if you win a championship during COVID, you saw with the Dodgers, they didn't get that with the COVID thing. But you guys truly were one of the greatest teams that's ever been assembled. Yeah, we, we were, you know, we, we were definitely impressive, you know, uh, uh, you know, when we walked onto the field. You know, the, the, the size of those guys were just, uh, uh, they carried, they, we all carried ourselves bigger than, you know, we actually were, you know, and uh, uh, for, for my sake, anyways, the other guys are pretty darn big, but, uh, but those guys, you know, it was, yeah, it was, it was fun to be a part of that. It was fun to watch the other teams come out and watch our big boys take batting practice, you know, and, and uh, it was something that, uh, you know, we look forward to every day. And it was, it was a time for Hosey and, and McGuire to show off a little bit, which they did. Um, and they loved it. I mean, we go into different cities. We'd have to go in through the, uh, the back door to, to get in because there's so many fans. You know, we're, we're a rock group, you know, rock, rock stars. And, and uh, uh, it was it was exciting, exciting time. But at the same time, uh, we didn't lack, uh, you know, the need or the knowledge of, of working every day. You know, these guys, we all worked. Uh, we had a... Uh, uh, similar goal every single day, and that was to compete and win a ball game. And uh, that was what—that's what was the amazing part of what Tony Larusa did with this team. We had so many different characters on that team, so many superstars, Hall of Famers, you know, and then just peons like myself. But he found a way for us to, once the bell rang from the first pitch on, be ready for the first pitch. We'll never forget that. You better be ready for the first pitch because that's when the team, that game, could be made or broke. And uh, we went in with that attitude every single day, every single game for, you know, five, six years. And uh, it worked. And, you know, we played as a group. Um, you, know, every, you know, everyone had their, their accolades and, their, and their, you know, their records and all the things that they ended up doing. But at the time, it was only what can you do to help the team win today? And I swear to God, we had 25 guys every day thinking that way. After the game is a different story. <laughs> but thank God you didn't have Twitter back in your guys' <laughs> oh my, day. Oh, thank God you're right. It's, oh my God, cell phones? Oh, oh no. forget about it. But but it was it was amazing to see that machine work uh, and be guided by Tony, and then and then basically he picked his guys, his players that he knew would uh, you know be the bulls of the team and and help run the team, and and he. He didn't have to police anything after that. We policed ourselves, you know, and, and uh, uh, it was a it was a tremendous um, 
group to be a part of and uh, be ready to come out here and fight and compete every single day was it was just just part of it and, and that that was the fun of it you know and and we challenged each other um, when uh, we pushed each other we cried together we fought together we partied together and um, you know to this day we're all we're all still brothers and and uh, you know when we see each other at these celebrations it's it's always something special for us to be part of yeah that day was no question was was really really special when i think about the a's and the angels this year i've been asking this question we had aldo on yesterday and i think the same for you you're a teacher at heart you love to teach you love to coach in a year like this where all the fans like oh my god the worst thing ever most players ever used you know the records aren't what you want to be but there's a lot of teaching going on. You guys get back to a lot of basics, a lot of fundamentals. What's that been like for you this year? Well, you know, that's, you know, that's why you coach, you know. Um, and, and you said it right. I, I don't consider myself a coach. I consider myself a teacher. And uh, I've always been, uh, you know, respectful and proud of all the different teachers I had when I was a player. And I always said that, you know, uh, when I became a teacher or became a coach, I wanted to be one that I would want my own son to have. And, uh, uh, you know, to be uh, respectful to the player, to be open to the player, but at the same time, you know, there's times you have to set, set down the hammer and let him know that you got to get certain things done in order to be successful in this business. It's, not a, it's, it's a man's game, and, and it's, it's not easy to, to be a, a major league player or else, you know, we'd have all kinds of them running around. But... Um, yeah, it, you know, the, the, the thing is, like you said, teaching, we just, we just went through our, um, team, uh, uh, exit meetings and we went through every single player and what are you going to say to a Mark, I mean, uh, uh, Mike Trout or Oshohei Itani, you know, after in the, in the, you know, in the meetings, as far as being crit critical with these guys or critique their play and, uh, basically, we talked to them, and they felt that they got better in a lot of aspects of their game. Mike Trout became a better outfielder, and he's worked at it. And he and he, and this year he really worked at it. Uh, Shohei Otani became a better uh, uh, base stealer, better teammate as far as communicating with the rest of his players, even though there's a language barrier. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and that's important. You know, and you know Anthony Rendon, he he became more open to being that type of leader that we need so there's the three top players in our game and they were actually learning something in us in a year that was you know something that we're hopefully we'll forget about real soon but um that's the beauty of the game there's if if you come in with an open mind uh there's something to be learned every single day and uh you know i've been in the game for a few years now and yeah. uh, um, there's nice little <laughs> career you, you put together I've for been, yourself. I, I've been very fortunate, <laughs> no doubt. But it's it's something that uh, I've always brought with me to the ballpark every day. What can I learn today? Who can I learn it from? You never know who you're going to learn it from. You might learn it from a Chris Townsend. You never know. I mean. <laughs> yeah, you might. Listen up. You might learn something. I can't wait for the shifting to be gone. Get, oh, off, get off my lawn, Mike Gallego. Yeah, I want right. shifting gone. I feel you, brother. We're, we're, we're going to play baseball again. again. Right? Hey, hey, guys, are, swear to God, we played a game last night that was three hours and 49 minutes. It's a joke. We're actually going to get guys. I know this, this is going to be rare. They're going to get on the mound. They're going to throw the baseball. Guys are going to hit it. 
There's going to be players in proper position. We're going to actually play the game of baseball starting next You're year. You're going to have to, like, read a bat. You're going to have to read a swing. You're going to have to get a jump now. You don't just stand on your dot. I'm looking forward to that. Wait, where's my card? <laughs> Where am I supposed to stand here now? Oh, God. I, I, can't, I can't stand watching a player. Your guy's pitcher last night, your lefty, he was, like, 36 seconds to the plate. Mm, 30, almost 40 well, seconds. That's terrible. It's terrible. We know that. And. That's going to be a big part of the game, too. The pitch clock is going to be huge. You know, I never thought we'd have to get to that, but I'm all for that, too. I mean, these games are ridiculous. And, yes, what, what, is, the, what is the reason for these pitchers to take so long? Because their pitch comm's not working? Yeah. They can't hear or They don't have the right card in their pocket? Or, you know, I, I, that has something to do with it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how that, how that uh, you know, pitch clock works and and i know i they said it's been very successful in the minor league so we're looking forward to it and if we can speed these games up by all means and i'm thinking for you as a middle infielder or for anybody especially if you're a corner outfielder if a guy's taking 35 seconds i mean how are you not your mind's going somewhere else getting these guys on the mound throwing strikes boy that really helps out for your defense time of possession is a big is a real it's definitely <laughs> real <laughs> you see a, a, a mike trout out there standing out there for 20 minutes after he just hit a home run and took the lead and now we're giving up three more runs because of time of possession out there it, it definitely wears on you in a losing season especially and uh well i mean any type of season but uh, yeah, you want to try and keep the, the pitchers. Some of these young pitchers, I don't know if they are uh, totally in tune of what's going on behind them sometimes because they're so locked into their pitch comms and their their pitch you know, their, their catchers calling the signs and stuff. But um, you know, and you know, our infielders too afraid to get too close or else it'll be a, a visit. You know, so you can't you can't really communicate with your oh, pitchers yeah. sometimes either. So there's a lot of things that are you know, a little different. You know, but um, hopefully. Um, you know, well, winning solves all, all problems. You it's know. greatest deodorant of all time. <laughs> winning solves them all. Clears so up any we'll, stink. We'll put up with anything if you're winning. But when you're losing, you can definitely find the warts out there in this game, and, and hopefully we can uh, uh, put the right solution on those and, and smooth it out a little bit. Shohei Otani, obviously we've actually talked to you about this already, about the greatness and the talent, and I, we've talked to Unicorn and everything. But it's my job to also look at baseball and we've been looking at it, and I started kind of looking at some data. He's so phenomenal, but there's a but for me. And I brought this up with one of your guys' writers, and I said, hey, listen, anytime you ever bring up Shohei, and if you say anything that might be critical, you're going to look like a jackass. I get it. But there is something about a player that never plays defense and a guy that you got to have a six-man rotation. Because that means you got to have a lot of starters. And I know we have to have a lot of starters. So his talent is so great are you still trying to figure out though how to maximize it the best way you can to get more volume out of this great talent let's put it this way you're an owner you just signed him for a 30 million dollar extension i'm i'm playing him every day i'm playing him in the field (laughs) don't ask me that i'm this is literally he's playing shortstop he's we tried it um you know last year a little bit i think he went out there couple innings three four times something three like, four times no ball hit to him nothing was ever hit to him <laughs> and we all went wiped our bra after the inning was over and like thank god nothing happened but you know yeah i'll tell you one thing he's he would be all for it shohei would be all for it he's a gamer right oh my god the ultimate gamer he is he loves being out there he he loves playing he wants to be in the lineup every single day 
And he gets mad at us when we shut him down on, on stealing bases. I mean, it's like, why am I not? Why don't you give me the green light? You know, what, what's going on? Well, you know, pitcher's kind of quick to the plate. And he's at, he goes, yeah, but the catcher's slow to second base. So it evens out. I can steal off this, this combo type of thing. He's a student of the game. Um, loves, the, loves the play. He's one of the first guys at the ballpark every single day. Um, he, has his own, he has his own routine, but he knows what it takes to be prepared for each and every day. So would we like to see him out there on the field more often? Who wouldn't? I mean, this guy's, this guy's uh, you know, uh, an entertainer. You never know what he's going to do out there. And uh, he never he, he never su- surprises us when he does something special. Oh, I got to tell you, this is it, it, it continues to be. And I did this with uh, I uh, we did this yesterday and it continues to amaze me where they keep bringing up in these notes about, well, you know, he could be traded in the offseason like, as an owner. Are you out of your mind? How much money the Angels are making off him from Japanese corporations? I mean, the amount of money this guy may generate more money for a franchise through advertising than any player in the history of baseball well there's definitely a lot of fans that follow him everywhere we go right oh yeah and they and they're not sitting in the in the cheap seats they're, they're sitting in the front row trying to trying to just have him look at him you know they've got every at bat there's cameras phones that are just being run through every single at bat when he walks into the dugout when he sits on top step people are just you know, the security guards are constantly pushing people away from our dugout because they just want to get a glimpse of Shohei Otani. He's, he's obviously a folk hero, and uh, he's so humble about it. It's amazing. He's, such a, he's, he's a kid at heart, um, and he plays hard every single day. Watch him run the first base every at-bat. You know, he doesn't have to run like that, but he does. Um, it, it's just amazing to watch a kid with so much talent, so much stardom that is so humble and plays the game as hard as he does every single time he's on the field it's 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 a pleasure to watch very refreshing to watch and you got two of those guys like a Mike Trout and and Shohei Otani we're blessed to be a part of that organization to be able to see that every day well you're the only person in franchise history that has an action figure it's not a bobblehead (laughs) it's not I can't not a beady baby it's not whatever fads going on you were an action figure the only guy in the history of the Oakland Athletics that the greatness of Mike Gallego became an action figure. <laughs> well, it was actual size too, so no one ever <laughs> talked about that. So, <laughs> um, but I do appreciate Billy for keeping me around for that day because I know uh, he had a, had other plans for me in mind uh, as soon as Wash got into town. So uh, he kept me around for that day, anyways, and uh, ended up ended up departing from the Oakland organization, which was a very sad day for me, but. Uh, I do appreciate everything that the Oakland organization uh, gave to me and my family and how they treated me here. It was, it was always something very special and something I'll never forget. And, you know, the, the uh, friendship that Billy and I have is unique, um, but he's uh, always going to be uh, – always always respect Billy for uh, what he's done with this organization and, and for the game. Well, you'll always be loved and always be a big part of this franchise history as a player, as a coach. You know that, so it's always great to have you on. Have a good off season, and can't wait to see it spring training. 
Appreciate it. It's always fun. Degree. You look good, by the way, huh? I'm, I turned 50. Out? I got a 50, big 5-0. Yeah, I got to right. get back. And got, got a little worried. Got to get in shape. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like it yeah, changes. We gotta, we gotta, it changes. You it gotta, changes fast. You got to make adjustments. It's a game of adjustments. All you of a sudden, keep adjusting. I'm not going for par fives like I used to. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey. I got to get it back. Yeah, you get, we're going to chipping game. Get it close. <laughs> the great Mike Gallego. We got Stephen Vogt coming up next right oh, here on A's. I'm going to stay around Live. for that one. We'd like to thank A's Hall of Famer Dave Stewart, Mark Canna, and Mike Gallego for stopping by A's Cast Live. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.